Hey listeners, welcome back to our series, Singapore the Lioness, yes? And today we are going to listen about two amazing women, one who has been someone who has given back her life to the society. Um, she was the one who uh, was the first woman to get admission into Harvard University back then when it was not allowed. And uh, the other woman is someone who, in spite of being physically differently abled and in spite of being in depressions because of her disability, she channelized this into creating something very positive, which is till date considered as a very special talent. She was an artist, yeah? So, with that note, let us quickly go ahead and have a look at who are these two women that we are talking about, okay? So then, here we go! So, the first woman that we are going to be listening to today is Faye Del Mundo from Philippines. I feel that if you give the world the best that you can, the best will come back to you, as said by Fidel Mundo. Fidel Mundo arrived at Harvard Medical School in Boston, Massachusetts at age 24 in 1936. The journey from her home in Manila, the Philippines capital, had been long but she was excited. After graduating at the top of her class from the University of the Philippines, Faye had been offered a full scholarship study anywhere in the world. She chose Harvard. But in 1936, Harvard didn't accept female students. Women had been trying to gain admission to Harvard since 1847. The officials who reviewed Faye's application assumed Faye was a man. When Faye arrived, the school president realized she was too smart to be sent back home and Faye Del Mundo became the first woman admitted to Harvard Medical School. Faye was the sixth of eight children. Four died when Faye was young. Access to quality health care was limited and many babies died from treatable illnesses. This inspired Faye to become a doctor. She enrolled in the University of the Philippines at 15 and earned her first medical degree there. Because Faye was tiny, weighing less than 100 pounds, she was advised to pursue pediatrics, the study of children's health. She dreamed of someday building her own children's medical center. After graduating from Harvard, Faye studied at the University of Chicago, Massachusetts, Institute of Technology and Boston University, but when the World War II began, she returned home to help her country. Japan invaded the Philippines and put thousands of people, including children, into internment camps, which were more like prisons. Many children were sick. With the help of the International Red Cross, Faye established a medical center at the University of Santo Tomas called the Children's Home. Within three weeks, Faye and her staff were providing love and comfort to 130 frightened children. 
Over the next year and a half, Faye cared for 400 children and became known as the Angel of Santo Thomas. After the war, Faye opened the first children's hospital in the Philippines, bringing medical care to thousands of rural families. To raise funds to maintain it, she sold her house and belongings and moved into the hospital's second floor. In addition to running the hospital, she published articles and made discoveries that revolutionized pediatric medicine both in the Philippines and around the world. Dr. Del Mundo was still making hospital rounds in her wheelchair at the age of 99. She died a few months before her 100th birthday. She never married or had children. She gave all of her love to her patients. She won many awards, was named National Scientist of the Philippines, and is recognized as a groundbreaking doctor and humanitarian. The second woman that we are going to be listening to today is Frida Kahlo from Mexico. I'm happy to be alive as long as I can paint, as said by Frida Kahlo. It seems like everyone today knows who Frida Kahlo is, but that wasn't always the case. Like so many women artists throughout history, Frida didn't gain the recognition she deserved until many years after her death. When she died in 1954, the New York Times obituary headline read, Frida Kahlo, artist Diego Rivera's wife. This was how she was known for a long time as the strange wife of famous muralist Diego Rivera. She is now considered one of the greatest artists of the 20th century. Magdalena Carmen Frieda Kahlo Calderon was born just before the outbreak of the Mexican Revolution. She lived in La Casa Azul, a small house that her father painted blue. When she was six, she came down with polio which left her right leg permanently disfigured. To help it heal, her father encouraged her to exercise and play sports, but she always had a prominent limp. Frida then planned to be an artist. She wanted to be a doctor and she studied medicine at one of Mexico's finest schools. Everything changed when she was in a bus accident at age 18. She was severely injured and spent months in a full body cast. Isolated and in pain, she began to paint. Her mother made her an easel she could use while lying down and her father shared his oil paints. She experimented with bright colors that reminded her of the traditional Mexican folk art. The small self-portraits that she created helped her process her traumatic accident. Frida eventually showed four of her pieces to the artist Diego Rivera, whom she adored. You have got talent, he told her, and it was true. Her paintings were deeply personal, yet they combined elements of Mexican art, classical European painting, and newer surrealist works. She and Diego eventually married and became part of a thriving Mexican art scene. It was a male-dominated scene, but Frida also encountered women like singer 
Shavela Vargas, muralist Fanny Rabel, and photographer Lola Alvarez Bravo. Frida remained relatively obscure until the 1980s when a biography about her got people's attention. Feminist and Latino artists began to celebrate her work and she became a cultural icon now more well known than Diego. Frida's life was painful and she created over 140 paintings that reflected it. Unlike many other artists at that time, Frida didn't paint landscapes or abstract shapes. She painted her real paint self. She celebrated her flaws, her fears, her country and her desires and she did it beautifully. And listeners, that's it for today's episode, yeah. So, yes, we saw these two amazing women and how their story was. And yeah, I'll be seeing you soon next week with another story. But yeah, I also want to mention uh if you are using Spotify to listen to the podcast, there is a new feature that Spotify offers where you can rate your podcast, yeah? So, in case you do use Spotify, it would be great if you could rate the episodes that you listen to. So, I would know whether is it really reaching the way I feel it should reach and if at all improvements have to be done. So, yeah, so do rate it on Spotify and you're always welcome to send in your responses to my email ID, sishu-kata at thereatoutlook.com. You can also share your comments at my Twitter handle at the rate Roshni SK. Yes, I would be waiting here from you. So don't forget to share your comments and don't forget to rate the episode and the podcast on Spotify. Okay, so I'll see you soon next week with another story in the series Singapore the Lioness. Until then, stay safe, take care and bye. Wishing you a great week ahead. Bye-bye.